This is Notable Nerds, a pro nerd report podcast where we introduce you to really cool nerds who are doing really cool things. I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and my goal is to highlight nerdy, talented people who are killing it in the world. In each episode, we will hear their origin story, and they will impart a bit of advice and wisdom to others who might be looking to get in their industry or just learn something new. Without further ado, thank you for joining us, and now let's meet today's Notable Nerd. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said in the intro, we have a very special guest with us today. He's the host of the Just Dumb Enough podcast, and he's an all-around awesome nerd. He is the one, the only, the Red Hood himself. This is Colton Petrie. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fine. Excited to have you on the show. So for the people who may not know you, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah. Like you said, I am the host of the Just Dumb Enough podcast. Other than that, I'm just a giant nerd. Like I engage in all aspects and some of that's DC and some of the heroes they've created. Some of it's Marvel. And I know I may get flack for liking both sides. (laughs) I enjoy video games. I like anime, manga. I like the whole package. So I am just an all around nerd when I'm not podcasting. Man, I hear you. And don't worry about getting flagged for that, because I am this exact same way. Like, I love DC. And I will say, like, my favorite characters of all time are on the DC side of things. But I really enjoy Marvel. And I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially. So it's hard because as a DC, as a person who grew up loving Batman as his number one superhero, and really just like connecting with the Justice League, especially like the Justice League animated show. Yeah. It's really hard seeing like DC flounder a, a bit on the, like their live action stuff and then seeing Marvel like really take off as a person really connected with DC growing up. I absolutely agree because I think DC has always nailed it when you're talking like their animated work. Oh, good. Fantastic. DC is above everyone else. They dominate the market. Not even mm-hmm. a question. And then Marvel came out swinging with movies and have just got Killed some it. kind of a formula into it. But I was such a fan like of both things beforehand that when I saw, oh, what's their first movie going to be? And they're like, Iron Man. I'm like, that's an obscure pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the exact same way. I was just like, oh, you chose Iron Man as your first one. I was like, oh, this is, I don't know if you remember what it was like. I call it the dark ages of like the video superhero movies where like all the stuff before Iron Man on the Marvel side felt like you were just going to get like straight duds. Like just straight fours or fives out of tens. And then Iron Man comes along and just absolutely nails it. Like in every way possible, it nails it and it just catapults them into the stratosphere after that. But like before that was the dark ages of superhero movies. Oh yeah, some broad misses. Oh, for sure. For sure, man. I to, I'm like, scar me so much. I'm still worried about Fantastic Four, even though I know this is the MCU and MCU has done a fantastic job. Like we've gotten so many bad Fantastic Four movies. I'm still worried about that. Yeah, they were like, hey, you remember how everyone hated that last one? Wait till you mm-hmm. see what we did. You're going <laughs> to really hate it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Before we begin and before we really dive into the topics of the show, I really wanted to ask you, you're a gamer as well. What are your top five games of all time? Oh, man, of all time. I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I'm going to be full of hot takes today. Okay. Number one series since like childhood, the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Oh, okay. Okay. Simple and clean. I like that. Yeah, I love it. It's got some evolving complications going on. Mm -hmm. I recognize that when people are like, this is getting really convoluted. Yes, absolutely. It is, man. As like a shooter. I think over the years, and despite the fact that it is never in the top shooter ranks, Killzone. What? That's a deep cut, man. That's, yeah. That surprises me. 
yeah, no one's going to get that reference, but Killzone, even back in the original Killzone, I thought had like a great aesthetic. The guns were super clean. Everything fired like on mark, had mm-hmm. bullet drop, like it was just a great, like really gritty, realistic game. I thought that offered a lot. So have you played like the have you played Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon Zero Dawn? Do you still like those games, even though that gorilla is not doing Killzone anymore? Yeah, I think everything they do is very well polished in Mm -hmm. that way. You know, the amount of people that I know that played the original Horizon for 200 plus hours speaks a lot to the game company. Even if they're not doing like the same game, it has this kind of feel where they're like, things are still terrible. For real. So Uh, do you miss Killzone though? Do you want them to bring this that like series back? Yeah, I do miss Killzone. Even like the mobile franchise was really good when they did a Vita game. Oh, the Vita one was really good. The Vita was really good. And the storytelling like really picks up and they've developed a full rich world that I do miss. Same thing with another game I would put up there in the top five, Titanfall. Oh, man, I I can't blame you for that one, especially two. Titanfall 2's campaign was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I think one dragged them down and that it was zero campaign, strictly competitive shooter. And it was really good as a shooter. I still think that held up because it added a lot to like your normal shooter where they're focusing on mobility and your ability to move really quick. But Titanfall 2's campaign was so good. Man, that yeah, and the fact that you can go, I think it was across dimensions, right? Where you can like warp in between, or was it timelines? I can't remember which one if it was like, you're changing dimensions or if you're changing like timelines but like that one where you go like back and forth between like past and present was really a cool fun dynamic yeah yeah they were a little vague i think intentionally Mm -hmm. in that and they were like is this reality or is this the past exactly like well it could be both things at the same time like you're hopping to a slightly altered timeline which in itself is a little different dimension but it's a possibility like you're jumping literal possibilities yeah, I love I like and I like how they changed like aesthetics to really show which one you were in. I think it's a very underrated campaign. Like I think that was one of the best campaigns of the last gens. Oh yeah. By far. Oh, yeah. And I was like it hurts deep inside that they're like, no, we probably won't ever do a Titanfall 3. Oh, it does suck. Oh, it does please. suck. They're doing really cool <laughs> things over there, but I really wish they'd go back to their franchise. Yeah, and I understand that people love Apex. It's mm-hmm. not for me. I don't like battle Same. royales. I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I'm more of a single player gamer, though. Like, that's who I am as a gamer. Every once in a while, I'll dive into like multiplayer stuff. But as a single player like guy, I really just didn't connect with like Apex or Fortnite. Yeah, I've tried them all. And I was like, when I tried Apex, I'm like, oh, this has all the same movement mechanics as Titanfall. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, but they stripped all the cool stuff out and made it a battle royale. So you have a couple games over the course of maybe an hour that are just super far in between because you're respawning and redropping, respawning. Like this, yeah. is, this doesn't feel like I'm getting anywhere. No, for sure not. For sure not. So what's the other ones? I think you. That's three so far. Three. I gotta give like. I think a big spot to the new Spider-Man. Oh, yes. That they've done yeah. because that game, like beyond being Spider-Man, which is awesome, <laughs> easily one of my favorite Marvel characters. It made you feel like you were really exploring a city. Oh, for sure. Like you knew when you were in different parts of the city and you're like, oh, I know when I'm here that my best, I'm going to have an advantage being up high or like learning the mechanics of just web slinging around town. Like that game. <sighs> I've never played play- 
I've never played a game that felt so good to traverse in yeah. to where like when you were actually exploring because like I'm a quick time like I'm a quick what is it I'm like a guy who always like sips across the map like I if I have that option I'll always do it Spider-Man is that one game to where I'm like I just want to just swing I'll swing to from Harlem to Manhattan if I need to like I did never use that what is the term I'm missing it's like the, the quick travel quick travel thank you I'm like yeah. I never quick traveled anywhere in that game I did it once in Spider-Man because I was like, oh, man, I need to get across the whole map and I'm mm -hmm. in the zone right now. I got to do it. It was boring. Like, yeah, because it just shows like Spider-Man on the train. Yeah, exactly. Just, like hanging out of train. I'm like, ah, this is not it. No, for sure. In not. that game, like no matter how hard you were moving or how fast it was, that game never made you feel like you were really messing up. No, if you slammed into a building, you didn't actually like hit it. You just started running on the right. side. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like they nailed that. And is that is the sequel one of your most anticipated games for next year? Easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited to see what they do. Like the same company taking over Wolverine. Oh, like, man, that's going to be I'm, fun. I'm not even a big Wolverine guy, but I think it's going to be a really good game. I love Wolverine, but like I was one of those people that like didn't necessarily gravitate to the old Wolverine game back in the day, even despite the fact that I am like a glutton for like superhero games. It doesn't matter if they're bad. I if it doesn't matter if I read like all the reviews and I know they're bad, like I'll still have to try them out because I'm a superhero guy. But like that game, I never could click with. And I always wanted to because I'd want all superhero games to be good and i want more games in the medium but especially in our superhero genre but i never quite it never connected with me and i really want i trust insomniac completely after what they did with miles morales and spider-man so i have every faith that they're going to kill this game yeah for sure and then i think like it's going to hurt to leave games out of the list but I think if it's sheer playability, like the hours and hours that you're going to put in and the fact that you can still couch co-op, Borderlands. Oh, okay. Okay. Which uh, one's the favorite out of the series? Two. Okay. Like, no surprise there. Yeah. Handsome Jack is huge for me. Love him. Everything about him. Like, great villain. But I think the other games are good. Yeah, they don't draw you in as much. Three was a miss for me. But even using that same format for like, tiny tina's wonderland like still worked out really well and i was engaged played it with a friend for like nine hours the first time i played it so do you mostly put those games as a multiplayer gamer using the multiplayer experience or do you actually like solo any of those so unless i can do it physically like where i'm playing <laughs> next to the person i solo all of the games i gotcha Just, no i can't do it online i understand man i'm more of a solo gamer in general but like those games are one of those games to where I can like turn my brain off and just go hunt the next best loot. So I'm yeah. like, that's where my mind is. It's almost like my couch comfort game, so to speak. Yeah, I liked them because they they don't let you feel comfortable. I've heard the complaint where people are like, oh, but I'm always trying to get used to a new gun. And I'm like, yeah, that's part of the fun. Exactly. That, like you don't even know what this thing does until you shoot it. And then you're like, what is the effect on this? Exactly. <laughs> pick up a, an assault rifle and you're like yeah let's do it and then it shoots rockets and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of my favorite experiences in gaming for the last couple of years was like hades i don't know if you ever played that but like 
when I played Hades, it was a roguelike game that never made me, then I never felt comfortable in because they always kept introducing like new gameplay mechanics. And even when I finally, okay, I've experienced all that this game has to offer gameplay wise. It was the fact that like, it took so long for me to get comfortable with that. And I love that experience. I love that fact that where like games can come in and keep you like on your toes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's like a game that has immense replayability too. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because you're like, so, man, I know I've replayed it because I keep dying, but also I'm just going to keep replaying it. Yeah, it's that good. It's that good of a game. So we talked about your favorite five games of all time. Now let's talk about games you look forward to playing. So especially now that you're a DC game, you're a DC guy, and we have Gotham Knights coming out. How much are you looking forward to this game? Or is it on the opposite side where you're a little skeptical? I'm a little of both. It's coming out this month, right? Mm-hmm. But- and it looks really good graphically. Like I'll give it that. I'm excited to have a co-op game. Again, like that's just a cool feature for me to have a co-op game. But I definitely have some concerns about it where I'm like, oh, this game could be great or it could just ruin itself. See, I'm and- the exact same way. I am the exact same way. One of the things, like my fear is that it gives me Marvel's Avengers vibes. Yeah. And that's the kind of the vibes I'm getting from it. And I don't want it to be that game because like, I love the Arkham series. I think Arkham's are one of my favorite like series of all time. But and then you throw in these characters that I grew up loving as a Batman fan. I love I'm not as big as Jason Todd fan as you are, but I like the character a lot. I love Barbara Gordon. I really enjoy Dick Grayson and like I'm a little mixed. I'm a little mixed on Tim Drake. Yeah, if I'm thinking about, honestly, all the people that were ever Robin, I forget Tim Drake's name pretty often. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm like, he's not necessarily someone that I'm like super excited to play as. I almost wish they'd use like Damon in this as, as opposed to Tim Drake. But I digress. I get like Marvel's Avengers vibes from this. The fact that it is a game that's optional to play story single player and then looks like they have a lot of multiplayer stuff into it it looks like an rpg system that's very similar to marvel's avengers as far as the loot the way you like upgrade your characters like armor and such like that that's giving me marvel's avengers vibes how do you feel about it it definitely does there's avengers had a really weird level system that went super fast and from what i understand this doesn't do that because like i played quite a lot of marvel's avengers with some friends and like you would just grind up to 50 over the course of a handful of hours really fast leveling and i get it was to like give you perks but they did it in a really weird way that was really uncomfortable i will say the thing about this is that i've heard that it's limited to two player co-op oh that's good is, it, it's good but it's really strange like they gave you a full roster of people I would have thought they'd allow you to play with the full roster. And I think it's because they did something distinctly different than Avengers. So Avengers, like every mission was loaded into its own map and the maps constricted you. Like it was a hard limit for your team where you couldn't go outside that. And that saves a lot of rendering power from your, whatever you're running it on. Um, It saves a lot of power that way. So I get why they did it. Whereas... Arkham Knights is looking to be like access to the whole world at all times. Yeah. And that takes a lot of juice. Oh, so, I imagine so. I imagine I, this. I so, get why they're like, okay, if we have any more than two people, the game's going to start <laughs> lagging and breaking down. 
Yeah, I when that helps me feel a little better. Like it makes me feel like they're at least at least they're thinking this through as far as like how to maximize this concept. But I gotta be honest with you, I almost wish they would just went like Arkham route. Like I love those games, and I it's a nice mixture between like stealth and action and very story centric as well. And I'm a huge story gamer, so I'm like I hope they're not sacrificing like a dynamic story for the sake of good co op. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like the game is very polished around being like a solo experience. And when you add a person into it, you just get like a fun combat up play. Yeah. Um, and they've I've listened to some of the dev streams about it where they're like, yeah, the difficulty increases and the enemy like activities, the way they use their skills become entirely different. Oh, when that's you're really like cool. going through things at different levels. So they said hitting a level like hitting a boss at level five and at level 20 are entirely different experiences, but you can do it either way. That you see, you're making me feel better about this because like I was super pessimistic about this game for the last ever since they have unveiled it because I was like, oh, this is giving me Avengers vibes and that I didn't connect with that game as much as a lot of other people. But I like the campaign of Avengers, but I didn't necessarily like the game itself everything outside of the campaign i was just like no this is where i drop out but like you're giving me a little optimism here like i don't know if that's a good thing because i don't necessarily know if all my fears are going to go away or if they're going to be validated but you're helping me see the light at the end of the tunnel or what could be yeah if it makes you feel any better i have doubts about it <laughs> okay i have not pre-ordered it because every game i pre-order seems to be a total letdown so i have not pre-ordered it with the hope that it'll be good and i'll just buy it outright <laughs> I got you. I got you. So your pre-order almost feels like the touch of death for a game. Yeah, it's entirely superstitious because there's no way that like my interaction affects mm -hmm. the game outcome at all. But every time I pre-order a game, I'm like, this game was a humongous letdown. <laughs> <laughs> I get that completely. Before I ask you my next question, though, I have on the Zoom meetings, they usually are like 40 minutes allotted. So I'm going to send you a new invite for the Zoom part. But we're going to keep talking because I'm going to do B-roll them in the background or like the Gotham Knights like trailer in the background. So I just want you to know, like, I'm going to send you another invite pretty shortly. Sure. Are you going to send it to the email or to the? Yeah, I'll send it to either the email or the Alitu, but I can do the email real quick. But sure. but yeah, I'm not worried about this because I can just easily edit that part out. Yeah, but, of course. And I got like a list of concerns I could go down about the game if you want. Oh yeah, we're gonna drag deep the dive. episode. <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna deep dive into that because I'm like, I don't want to waste your like your Batman knowledge because this is a really hot topic coming out, and this game comes out relatively soon. So yeah, I, it's I, twenty days, twenty one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. I yeah, this is like a real hot topic. So I let's dive deep into that if you don't mind. Yeah, awesome. All right, I'm, I'm gonna send you the invite really quick. All right, I'm gonna pull up my make sure right. I have a window open. So here we go. While this is happening though, what is let's start with some of your deep dives of like your like what you're a little like reserved on the game about. Sure. I'm a I was a big fan of Arkham as well. And that was really exciting. I'm worried a little bit in watching some of the gameplay that there is an overemphasis on stealth. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a hot take in itself, because obviously going loud isn't like the preferred Batman tactic. But I fear that it's going to be a little limiting and a little repetitive, because in watching some of those gameplays, I keep seeing like either very similar or almost the same takedowns. Oh, I got that same vibe. 
And I'm like, boy, how many times can you see an animation in a matter of minutes before you start wishing you could skip them? <laughs> Ooh, I'm right there with you. So that's one of those where I'm like, boy, I really hope that they don't limit it. And it looks like there's a good amount of like forward fighting that you can do. So I'm hopeful that's not going to be the case. But I was watching one of the developers do a run and they just did an entire stealth run and cleared out the entire place with stealth. And I'm like, oh, boy, I don't know if that makes me feel good or bad, though, because I'm like, at one point, if they had like more animations to like really back that up, I'd feel a lot better about it. Yeah, because I, I get it. Some people actually do play these as like stealth games, but like there are other people who just want to like run and gun, so to speak. So I looked at there. I've if they really were like polished in the way that they in the way they did the takedowns and all that kind of stuff, if they were like really if they had a lot of different animations there, I'd feel a lot better. Yeah, me too. Like I said, I saw some that are just very similar. Like, oh, cool. It's a little different from a little different angle. Like they really took advantage of the motion capture system. And then I saw some that were just like outright the same in the space of an eight minute video. And I'm like, all right, you're going to be playing this game for a while. So hopefully it doesn't get super boring. <laughs> to so see those. I got to ask you, like one of my gripes about it is the way that they made each character look and act and how they traverse. Do you feel the same way? A little. They like the cutscene is like real quality traversal. Hmm. Some of the movement is a little janky. Exactly. Like, yeah, they're like zip lining super far distances or grappling, whatever you want to call it. And it's just like they're moving at really weird angles or they're holding like perfectly still while they're moving through the sky. And you're like, I get that there's some form of stability in there, but it almost looks like the character animation freezes while they're moving. Exactly. Exactly. I think one of my big faults is like the way they made Jason Todd, Todd traverse. Did you see that he uses Lazarus pits to basically have like he's almost bouncing in the air and he just bounces off of Lazarus pits in the air? And I'm yeah. like, I don't like that. I don't like he has superpowers, basically. The, there's a weird one that I saw with Tim Drake where they're like, oh, he's using Titan tech to short range teleport. Oh, I hate that. And I'm I like, you're making a character in a Batman game teleport. That's not great. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> no. And even worse is I a part of the reason why I really connect with the Bat family is the fact that none of them really have powers. Very few have powers, I should say, because like in comic books, there are a couple who join the family with powers. But I digress, like no, they all are human and they all have human problems. They have human emotions and they have to overcome these things, mostly with like their ingenuity and the gadgets like that's they do it in different facets. But that's who they are. Like, I don't necessarily like the fact that one person can teleport. One person can jump around the level on Lazarus pits and another person has this weird funky glider that kind of looks like, I don't know, like he's holding on. It almost looks like a drone that he's holding on to. None of it adds up. The only person I've been impressed with is like Barbara Gordon, the way that she actually has. She just seems like she's the Arkham version of Barbara Gordon. Yeah. And I think they put a lot of effort into her trying to like frontline that character. I know they say, oh, play who is you, whoever you want. But it seems like they are pushing Barbara really hard. I think that might be because she is the most, like, developed character that they yeah, have. Exactly. <laughs> Where they're like, if we don't showcase the other ones, you won't notice it. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how big you are into, like, reviews and such, but what do you think this game gets, like, score-wise? 
I could see it really easily pulling an eight because oh. it's going to play on people's nostalgia. It's also going to give them kind of a niche and you've never had a Nightwing game or you've never had mm-hmm. a Red Hood game or you've never had a Barbara Gordon game. You just don't have them. So you, in giving people things they don't have, you're going to upscore a little bit like I think, automatically. <laughs> I think you're right there, but I'm like, I'm also a little tentative there because like, I do think a lot of people are going to come in where like, they're going to think this is the first Batman game we've had since the Arkham games. Something like games that a lot of people, myself include, cherish. And this, if this turns out to be like anywhere near as bad as a lot of people think it will be, or if it turns out to be close to four or five territory, I really think this is going to hit hard as far as this is going to demoralize a lot of people. Yeah. So it has the option to be like a spiritual successor to the game. It also like it's going to lose points as well. That's the reason I don't think this would ever get a 10. No, for sure not. There's no way because you're going to lose points for it's not Batman where people are just like ragging on it because it's not the specific head character. You're going to lose points for people that are like, oh, the investigation was too easy and Batman's a detective. So all of these should be super detective based. So some people are going to be like, oh, it's too easy of puzzles. I'm like, there's a balance to strike there because too hard of puzzles like ruins the experience for other people. Oh, yeah, for sure. The same thing with stealth. Like, I am not a huge stealth gamer. So if they had like literal fail state cycles, oh, like, that's gonna be you rough. can't stealth perfectly. It happened in Spider-Man when they're mm-hmm. like, oh, now you're going to play Mary Jane. I hate it. You those. don't have any of the mobility. And if you get caught, it's just over. Start again. That'll drive people nuts. So they're leaning on a lot of material that people could feel very strongly about in either direction. And if they don't do enough of any one given thing, like it's just losing points. It really is. It really is. So how do you feel about the way Red Hood looks in this game as a person who's a Red Hood super fan? He's big and bulky. (sighs) He is. And that's great. I don't know exactly why they gave him the facial scar. It's fine. Like it's a character choice. They gave him like the small white tuft of hair. That's very common Mm. See in almost all of his animations, but not all of them. I will say like, the mask and this is a super minor gripe but Mm -hmm. like for me the mask they gave him is one of the worst i've ever seen it is bad it is really bad because he's got traditionally he has a helmet Mm -hmm. we've gone through a lot of restyling over the years like my favorite is just the flat face yeah i'm right there with you where it almost looks like a face guard yeah yeah and i'm like that's great i don't necessarily like the helmets that have a full face built into them where there's like eyes and a nose and a mouth oh no weirds me out because i'm like why would you have it on a mask but this one looks almost like cloth for most of it yeah in that it flexes and moves when he talks that's not good no it's not and it doesn't look good it doesn't like it doesn't present at least in the trailers we've seen and especially for people that aren't super familiar with that character they're like who is the weirdo The guy in the ski mask, basically. Yeah. And I get that, like, your appearance can change really suddenly and you can do all kinds of modifications. So I'm sure they'll have cooler stuff in there. Like, I've seen the image clips for the Batman Beyond, like, DLC stuff that they have. Oh, that'd be amazing. And I'm like, all of theirs look really great in that. But when I saw the initial trailer stuff and they show Red Hood with that, like, fabric mask, I'm like, this is really bad. Oh, it looks bad. It looks terrible. So you took all the utility out of the like item that he has and just put him in like generic cover your identity mask. Oh, it is. It looks rough. So what is your like 
that kind of makes me like wonder what is your dream dc game if you if the, like dc came to you and they were like you get creative freedom to create any video game you want what would your dream dc game be i would absolutely have a red hood game because when else am i gonna have the opportunity exactly <laughs> exactly what would that story look like you'd have to like and i'll give like free advice if anyone wants to develop the game i'll give you the entire rundown of the whole game because you could take it you know on like a deus ex platform oh that'd where, be dope. Like, you could have stealth or you could just rampage because either of those things fits Jason Todd really well. And he does both very well. And then you just add in like extra movement potentials from like a Titanfall game without the jet mechanics, because he's got all the fun tools everybody else has with a lower budget, but like he has all the advanced mechanics. And so use that kind of a platform and then like it, playing the game would be super easy to make. Because you start with literally his origin, right? You're like the kid stealing wheels off the Batmobile. Ah, oh, yeah, that would be really cool. And Batman takes him in, and that's how you learn like combat and stealth through and like flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's just mm -hmm. like that. Like you literally like time skip forward real quickly as he's growing up, and you learn to get better with your, some of your mechanics, and you learn some of the backstory, and you see some of the like development of his character because he's a very flawed robin compared to his predecessor oh yeah and if you oh, wanted to make it to where like they are memory pieces that you like collect to, to where like these are things like batman taught him once upon a time but he's forgotten because of the lazarus pit you can do that game mechanic like you can bring in okay you connect enough of these like lazarus points and then you can unlock his that part of his memory or something like that some video game stuff to that nature it's really easy to make now that you say it like that yeah, it's super easy. And then you have this humongous death scene, right? The family, literally titled Death in the Family. And you could play that from Jason's perspective would make the game so much more impactful. Because number one, you'd feel like the struggle, right? Like his last oh, moments yeah. were really hopeless. None of the mechanics you'd have, they'd be restricted. You're like chained down, tied up, whatever it is. And you're just like struggling and you know that this character is going to die. Like that hopeless fail state of you're literally have to fail. Oh, you just have to. That's going to be rough. It's going to be rough, but it also like heightens the villainy of an already great villain in the Joker where you're like, people know him and they either love him or hate him. Like this is really going to drive that home because he's doing it to you now as the player oh, yeah. character. And yeah. that would take it from like a tragedy that you watch on screen to a full vendetta. Oh, for like sure. Jason Todd carries with him forever after that. Like you always, every time you see the Joker in the game, you would just lose your mind. Oh yeah. It'd be like a red haze on the screen to where like you got to basically go after him. Yeah. So who was the main antagonist in your game? I think you got to initially go with just like the under the red hood storyline. So oh, yeah, a little bit Joker and it's a little bit Batman. Oh, that'd be dope because you get to play. You come back from the resurrection and now mm -hmm. you're learning gunplay, right? Like you're learning all these skills that Batman would never teach you. And you get to go through some of his the storyline that he undergoes written after under the Red Hood, but chronologically yeah. before it where you're like, oh, these people around me are murderers or like drug dealers or whatever it is. And you'd hear that iconic Batman quote where it's like, if you kill a killer, the number of killers in the world remains the same. And then you see Jason's perspective where he's like, yeah, but that means it's literally only beneficial. If I kill someone, like it would be way more beneficial to just keep killing them. 
Yeah, exactly. And hey, the, man, that's going to hit hard. It really is. That game's got to be M. Yeah. It would be wild. And then you get to go back to Gotham and you're, for all intents and purposes, a villain. Like, you're playing the game as a villain knowing, like, you're killing people. Oh, for yeah. For sure. You are, because that's a lot of Red Hood's personality that conflicts with the Bat family is being a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. And that's going to be like a weird but cool take because we've never had that in a game like to this magnitude before. Yeah. Any game where you faced off against Batman, like you're also another high level hero with your own stuff going on and not Batman's your father figure. And yeah. Now you're taking war to him in Gotham. And like you get to feel a bit vindicated by literally just like wiping out swaths of people from the area as you're like, they were all drug dealers and murderers, so I killed them all. <laughs> yeah, and man, it's going to be really cool to see you, like, try to take down other crime bosses that aren't necessarily, like, someone we need in the Gotham universe. Because I wouldn't want to be able to take down, like, Penguin and Two-Face, and now they're dead in that universe. But, like, someone like like a Maroni or maybe a or Black Mask or someone of that magnitude, anyone who's basically, like, a mob boss and below. I'm fine with taking out like that, that Falcone, Maroney's, like all those could be like completely wiped off the board. Well, yeah. And if you follow the Red Hood storyline for the game, like you just get to treat Black Mask like bullet fodder for yeah. the whole game where you just terrorize him. Exactly. And that's also fun to give your players just a punching bag. <laughs> oh, man. It's that would be a fun game. That would be a fun game. So yeah. it also gives because if I'm pitching the game to somebody, I'm giving you development potential where I'm like, do you want to keep taking this game further if it does? Because you could do major DLC updates like how somebody like Destiny has done, right? Where they have major updates. And I'm like, cool, with that, you're going to bring in the entire Outlaws storyline. And now you get to see events outside of just like the gritty Gotham that we're used to. Oh, that would be really cool. That would be really cool. And another thing would be really fun is to see him maybe go outside of Gotham, maybe have DLC where he's in Bloodhaven now. And like, maybe like Dick needs him or gets captured and you have to take down like a boss in Bloodhaven. That'd be really dope. Yeah, you get to go to the Iceberg Lounge. And oh, now yeah. You're doing it as the owner because that's part of the outlaws thing is like you take over and kidnap Penguin. But yeah, <laughs> you know, that'd be you're really like fun. fighting your way through a casino is something that you're not going to see otherwise. Oh, that'd be so cool. That would be so cool. So before we go, though, I have one last question. What is your game of the year so far? Oh, man. Game of the year. I don't even what month are we in? What <laughs> <laughs> I, what we're into we just hit october so i wanted to see wh where you at so far i weirdly go back to a game that doesn't it didn't release this year but it always does great updates and i think that's warframe oh that's a really good one that's a yeah. really good one like warframe you get to see like yearly massive updates where they open up entire like planet side areas and new content and new storylines and it just keeps growing the game and if you're like me where you're not always on it you get to come back and experience an entire new story with oh. all of your same mm -hmm. gear which isn't something that you get like game to game in most stuff yeah it almost feels like a new experience at that point but like you are upgraded still you still have your like base foundation there yeah, so it might be a bit of a cop-out, but I would say that's been my game of the year. It's okay. like getting yeah. back into Warframe and catching up on some of the stuff I've missed. That's not bad. That's not bad. So before we go, where can the good people find you? Yeah, if they're looking for me, I might run the Just Dumb Enough podcast. 
that's the easiest place to listen to me. I talk to all kinds of experts that do all kinds of things, and we every episode something new and fun and exciting. Other than that, I think I'm on all of the Facebooks, Instagram, Twitter. It's all like Dumb Enough Podcast. Okay. So if they look me up, they'll find me. Okay, good. Colton, I got one last thing I got to ask you, though. Like, I want to have you back on the show. We're going to have to fully dive deep into Gotham, like Gotham Knights. You down for it? I'm down for it. All right, sounds good. I'll send you more information about that, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, let's do it, man. All right, peace. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I just want to remind you that you can get Notable Nerds every single Thursday, and we're going to bring you the dopest guest in the nerd community. If you want to suggest a nerd that you think should be on the show or discuss topics of an episode with others, join us on the Pro Nerd Report Facebook group. Once you're in, go ahead and provide some feedback. The link to join us in the Pro Nerd Report free Facebook group is in the show notes. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope to catch you every single Thursday. Holla at your boy later. Peace.